everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 383. We, we are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And I might have to fire off a, a ballistic missile at UPS. Why now? Um, one of the pieces for my Luigi cosplay arrived today, and it was shipped via UPS instead of the post office, which was surprising. And it said it was packages left at the rear door. And I'm like, there's nobody here. Unless they left it at the rear door upstairs. My bad. Unless they left it at the rear door upstairs, and I'm just like, Jesus. My address says basement, not rear. There's a difference. Uh, anywho, we are live tonight, week of November 13th, 2018, here on the VOG Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9 30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com where you click on the link and it brings you directly to the chat room. Or if you have any issues, you can head over to webchat.gamesearch.net and at, log in there and use VOG, V-O-G. If you have a chat client such as Merck, Chat, Chatzilla, you can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. You can also head over to animejamsession.com slash network. And there's an IRC link there. And if you have Chatzilla, click on it. It brings you into the chat room. And you can also find us on Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Find us there, and you'll be able to join us via the browser or the application. Um, each of the live shows have a chat room, a channel. So swing by, enjoy, have a good time. Uh, check-ins are live, so go ahead and earn your VOG points. Um, if you're listening on the podcast feed, there is a uh, passphrase somewhere in this episode. Will you hear it? Head over to vognetwork.com, put in the passphrase, and earn some VOG points. Simple as that. Uh, let me make a quick edit here. And probably during the first musical break, I'm going to run upstairs and check that rear do- that rear um, location just to be on the safe side. That way I will s- save myself from losing my proverbial shit with UPS. All right. Uh, we'll go around the room. Um... Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, well, I got paid technically on Saturday because of uh, the holiday being on Monday and Sunday, technically. Mm-hmm. So I got, got some bill pays, bills paid, whatever. Okay. And uh, I'm slowly, you know, recovering from being sick. Now I'm just left with a, <clears throat> only a random hacking-ass cough. Right, okay. I went back to the uh, urgent care facility and they gave me, you know, a little bottle of cough syrup. Which is like, fuck. Which I'm like, oh, great. I'm now going to be taking little shots of this stuff every time I'm coughing. Mm. Well, it's better, start, it's it, it, starting to help a little bit. It's better shots of that instead of um, A1 steak sauce mixed in with whiskey. Ew. Don't yeah, forget, that, that does sound disgusting. Don't forget, Ari, that actually happened almost 10 years ago. It's not a slobber knocker because that's vodka and barbecue sauce. True. 
I think we need to have a couple of those soon. <laughs> also, I may or may not have pre-ordered a waffle iron that cooks waffles in the shape of Pokeballs. Mm. Thank you, Think Geek. And other than that, it's <coughs> other than that, it's just you know, killing time before uh, Thursday to going up to AAC. Yep. I need to pack. I'm probably gonna start packing for that tonight because I have laundry to do tomorrow morning. So I took off for that. So I got my work laundry done for now. Yeah, I'll do the rest of it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll do my laundry and then I'm going to catch the um, a 6:55 train up. And the, and what's not so bad is when I get the Boston is just a one hour straight shot on the bus there. So. Well, have fun traveling. We'll do. We'll do. So, yeah, that's how things have been going for me. All right, cool. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, It's been pretty good. I've just been, you know, lazing about and uh, getting stuff together for holiday gifts already. You too? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to at least plot everybody out earlier than I normally do. And considering I will have the two of you done next week, that's awesome. I'm still looking for something, but evidently uh, the devil keeps ditching my phone calls. Hmm. What did you do this time, child? So yeah, so I mean, other than that, uh, just plotting for Thanksgiving shenanigans. And yeah, that's it. Playing lots and lots of Pokemon. Mm, gotta catch them all. Yeah, I have um, Pokemon Eevee uh, pre-ordered. So I'll have to go and pick that up uh, this weekend. Which is funny, because that means that I will have a game for the Switch before I actually have the Switch. So are you getting it from Target or the Evil G? Um... The Switch is going to wait until I get paid the last week of November because all of my credit cards are basically maxed. Gotcha. Ouch. But I'm yeah. so, so are you getting so you're getting the game from the Evil G or Target? I am getting the game from the Evil G. You should got What's the Evil G again? GameStop. Oh, right. It's a trademark phrase semi trademark phrase by Mr. Bobby Blackwolf. Gotcha. I'll see personally I mean if they had it available at Target I would have gone I would have told you to go there save five percent that would be if I put it on my Target card which is maxed out see I that, that's why I have the debit and the credit card so just in case yeah well I don't want to do that plus mm -hmm. I was only able you know I could put down 20 bucks on it and then pay for the rest later so I'm not upset with that but you do have those GameStop points you can redeem. Mm, yeah. Well, you know. Like I said, in this day and age of economic crisis, we gotta save money where we fucking can. Yeah, I think those were already put towards something, so... Okay. Well, I do know I threw like a thousand points towards, your, towards it when I picked up um, Metroid... Yeah, I don't know if I use them in time. Because if you don't use them, you lose them. Uh, well, I, yeah, I think it's the same way. No, 
know, I bought Maddening. it. Yeah, I bought it back in September, so you know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check, but considering I have the Sailor Moon game on order too. Well, I could take that off my Christmas list. What? Anywho. <laughs> you know I had to pre-order that. Not that I put anything towards it. So I think that also comes out this month, which is amazing it, because it already came out. There's people. I already seen people doing um, o um, you know, openings of it. Well, I never got notification that I had to go pick it up. Well, I do know those who pre-ordered it from ThinkGeek got it already. I think that's where I pre-ordered it from, and I put it down to pick up the game in store and never got notification. And I want to check something real quick. Uh, let's see. That's amazing. Not for nothing. Right now, I don't really have the money for it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, I will say this. Amazon has it. And... They... Yeah, I never got notification to go pick it up. And I also noticed they have a Sailor Moon-themed tarot card deck. Oh, everything's got a tarot-themed deck nowadays. It's not a full deck, though. Well, fine. I'm going to get you the goddamn coloring book for Christmas. What? You can get me the game. As I said, I haven't put any money down for it. So if you want to get me the game, feel free to get me the game. We'll see, we'll see. Actually, I think I found something better, so, anywho. So, you good? I'm good. Alright. Well, my weekend day has been interesting. I, I started gaming again, because I'm finding a lull in between editing photos. I just keep, I, I find myself hitting, like, a bit of a bump on editing, because... I like editing photos, but when I realize I sit there and take photos of, like, panels and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, half of these are the same. So I have to take a break. So I will say, Microsoft has me shook after XO18. See, you have to remember, the main reason why I got the Xbox One was because of the backwards compatibility to the Xbox 360. So, Sony, step your fucking game up. Anywho. They made this announcement that one of my favorite games, Crackdown, is backwards compatible. So I was playing that over the weekend. And it seems that Saints Row is now backwards compatible, so I have to load that up. Um, I also picked up World of Final Fantasy. And it's a fun game. It's kind of like... It's like Final Fantasy meets Pokemon. I mean, you have like that great Final Fantasy lore story where in this game... It ties into all of the previous Final Fantasy titles of the characters. And then there are these other creatures you find that you collect and you use them in battle and you're raising their levels as well. So it's kind of fun. And what's cool is you can run around in, in a chibi form or a tall form and it doesn't affect gameplay per se. But if you're running around in your chibi form, you can only have one creature with you. If you're in your normal form, you can have two creatures running around with you, so it's kind of fun. And then I've been 
I jumped into playing uh, Battlefield 1 because that was one of the free games for gold, so I picked that up. I probably see myself playing through that a little bit tonight, and I'm enjoying that. Besides that, packing things up, and I also picked up um, Final Fantasy Royal Edition for Xbox One because um, I found that it was I found on Amazon it was on sale for twenty four ninety nine. I was I was over by Target, price matched it. Use my target card, save the 5%, so it wasn't so bad. I was kind of hoping to find it for PlayStation 4 because I am picking one up for Black Friday, but they didn't have it, so I figured already for my um, for my PS4 when I get it, I'll pick up Kingdom Hearts, the story so far, and probably a Dynasty Warriors game or something. We'll see. I might actually end up picking picking up the um, the Final Fantasy collection, the HD 1010 to HD collection. On the plus side, picking up the Kingdom Hearts uh, game, I got from my friend Stephanie about, I think it was two years ago, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix for PS3, the limited edition with seal with the figurine or something like that. Now, because I'm picking this up, I don't have to crack this son of a bitch open. So I'm like, good. All the games for 40 bucks. I can't complain about that. I kind of can't because I think that should be worth 20 or $30, $20. But eh, it is what it is, what it is. All right. Um, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, uh, we will pay our tributes to Stan the Man Lee. Uh, we, got, we got some anger issues we need to work out over over something over our convention and um i i am probably going to have the rocket launcher ready to ready ready to fire on this so um we can go ahead and take our first break i'm gonna run upstairs and see if my package is there and we're gonna get the show on the road so we'll be back Chigi de aru, takai no ha. 
Alright, now that we got that out of the way, um, Ari, can you uh, kick it off for us tonight? Oh boy. So yeah, Stan Lee passed away at 95. He created some of the most famous Marvel Comics franchises, including the X-Men, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Mighty Thor, Iron Man, <coughs> The Fantastic Four, The Incredible Hulk, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, and Ant-Man. Beyond a Marvel Comics predecessor, Timely Comics, as a gopher in 1939, and was later named interim editor. He enlisted in the Army in 1942, where he wrote manuals and training films, but returned to the company and served as editor until 1972, where he was named publisher. Many of the Marvel Comics franchises Lee helped create have been adapted to TV and film, including some anime. Madhouse produced adaptations of the X-Men, Iron Man, Wolverine, and Blade. Toby produced Marvel Disc Wars, The Avengers, for the Japanese market, and Spider-Man and X-Men manga have also... Uh, Spider-Man and X-Men manga have also inspired manga adaptations, and Spider-Man got a 1978 Tokusatsu series. And, of course, there's his multiple cameos throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. <clears throat> he found a power entertainment alongside... Guild champion and author Liebman in 2001. The company has collaborated with Japanese and American publishers as well as anime studios to produce content. He has collaborated with Shuisha and Biz Media produced Ultimo manga that ended in 2015 with Bones and Wild Max Media to develop the Hero Man anime in 2010 and Studio Dean to develop the Reflection anime project which lasted summer and Crunchyroll streaming. So yeah, he has a daughter JC and a younger brother Larry Lieber, also a Marvel writer and artist. Sorry about that. Uh, we ran into some issues. Basically, my computer decided it was a great idea to blue screen. Um, the error message has something to do with my Logitech camera, which I never use during the show. Again, this is another reason why I will never use a Logitech product as long as I live, except for the ones that are currently in my house. Other after that, that is it. And we lost about a minute of the show where we were just going on a tangent about Stan Lee. So, um, basically, we were talking about like how much of an influence he is on comics, manga, anime, everything. He affected us one way or another. You, I basically feel. Almost when it comes to any fandom, he, he kind of touched it, and we, you know it just kind of rolled that way. But one thing I I have a problem with is that people were bringing up all this drama about the man, not even five minutes after his death, and I have always had a problem with this, whether it was him or any other celebrity. Just understand, celebrities affect us in one way or another. I mean, I'll tell you this now. If someone said that about Robin Williams, I think they would have found that person, hung them, and hung them from a tree and beat them like a pinata. Um, you know, you may not like that person for what they've done, but before you go spouting your mouth off about this person, see how that celebrity affected their life see how much of an impact that they made let your friends mourn give them five minutes to mourn give them that then if you have to say something say something at least be tactful about it i mean 
if you want to foam at the mouth, be my guest. But understand, you are pro you are in a minority when it comes to shit talking, stand the man Lee. And depending on who you are, you might catch these hands. I'm not saying me, but you know, from somebody else. Let let people mourn their few minutes. And Marco, there was something that we were discussing before the crash about about some of the, his, some of the things that was supposedly he had done. Yeah, I mean, supposedly he's, you know, a racist homophobe, which his art doesn't justify. Right. And, you know, people bitching that he has, you know, taken credit for other people's work when it's a collaboration. And I was just stating that he's never actually said, you know, this is mine. Nobody helped me. Screw you guys. But he had a falling out with these people, so he's not going to be, you know, praising them. Yeah, exactly. And you I know, mean, if, if I had, you know, such a bad relationship with people that I had collaborated with in the past, I'd say, yes, you know, this is art that has been worked on by a group of people. Um, this is art that I helped on. I wouldn't necessarily be pointing fingers at who helped me with it, though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and there, he was accused of being a bit of a womanizer. Um, there, I, I mean, let's just put it out yeah. there. As shitty as it is, he's 95 years old. There were things that were done years and years ago that now are not right mm -hmm. and unfortunately he is you know or was a person of the times and again not excusing what he did but mm -hmm. I, it's a gray area i'll put it that way yeah I think he was told to stop in certain situations and he did, mm -hmm. but he continued on doing it. And again, it's, you know, creepy old man syndrome. Right. I mean, I, I see, I'm kind of divided on that because you're talking to somebody who used to work in a video store and old men will come rent porn all the time. One side of me says, you know, he's an old man, you know, old man do shit. But the other side of me says, regardless of your age, it shouldn't matter. But this also ties back to what Mako was saying about, you know, how he grew up and things that he saw, you know, and we've all been there. Like, there are things that I thought growing up saying and doing were okay. And as the time changes, it's not. And I kind of look confused, but I'm like, I grew up in a household with three generations of angry Southern black women. So I'm under the assumption that, you know, granted, if, if you're raised by a guy, you know, how dare you act in such a way? But when you're raised by a woman, it's like, part of me is like, oh, it's okay. But now it's like, it doesn't matter. And I'm starting to get that. So, you know, just bear with me. Yeah, I mean, I I think the big thing is mostly that everybody knows 
yes, he did some shitty stuff. That does not mean that you should vilify those that mourn him. Because they may not be mourning him, but they may be mourning the creation. Right. I mean, he did become the face of Marvel. I mean, on on a side note, I knew... And of comic books altogether, pretty much. On on a side note, you know, uh, an an acquaintance of mine, him and his wife really mourned the death of Steve Jobs. And I'm just like, Steve Jobs is a fucking hack, you know. But they told me that that if it wasn't for Steve Jobs and Apple, their marriage would have fell apart. Basically, Apple saved his life, his marriage, and a lot of things because that's it just helped his life out in his career, you know, which I get. You know, you don't understand that some of these celebrities that are out there will do certain things that will inspire others. And, you know, you, you, you got to let, let them have, have that minute. Let them have that minute. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Now, let me. I gotta adjust something here real quick. Um, let's save that for later. Perfect. Sitting there looking at my Amazon inbox, I'm like, do I really want to pull the trigger and pick up all three Final Fantasy 13 games for 25 bucks just to play them on my Xbox One? Because if I play because I, I have it for PS3. Should I play it on my PS3? But it sounds like a fucking jet engine. So it's like... Whoosh. But anywho. Um, I meant to put this on... On, on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the outline earlier today. But I... Or last night. And I, but I totally forgot. But this is something I, I want to discuss. And I know, Mako... Oh, you, you, you... Oh, you wanted to strangle this person outright. And I think given the circle that I'm associated with, they would not stop you. They would basically help you. Mm. Now, we, we there are things that we talk about on this show. We talk about how, you know, cosplay is not consent. Uh, respecting cosplayers and everything along those lines. Because before we're podcasters and bloggers and writers and congoers, we're also cosplayers. So, we're going to go back about a couple of weeks. Now, there was a local con- there's a local convention coming up next year called PoochieCon. And, you know, they have their Facebook pages over. And, you know, basically every convention ha- basically has a Facebook page. Um, it, now, what happened was, now this happens from time to time. A convention will share a meme or an image. You know, and for the most part... It's for a good hearty joke. Now, we talked about a few months back how Anime Next did something similar that caused one hell of a hubbubaloo that someone basically lost, was fired from Anime Next staff over it because the person kept arguing back about the meme. Now, something similar came up. Now, for a short period of time, there was a popular meme of manga anime Netflix adaptation which basically means you got good better and what the fuck is this and for those of you who don't know people tend to believe that Netflix does not make the best adaptations ever for me it's 50-50 I see where they're going with it but I can't argue that but whatever but 
An example of that went up on PoochieCon's uh, Facebook page, which is now deleted. And if you go to our website, AnimeJamSession.com, you'll see a couple of screenshots of that, of that conversation. I am probably going to post more on my fan page so people can understand the full picture. But basically, they did that meme, and it was with the cosplayer as uh, Frieza. Now, this wasn't the best Frieza cosplay in the world, but it doesn't matter that it's the best or the worst. It's the fact that the person cosplayed. And, it, and I mean, and they posted this. Basically, everybody who saw that thread was firing back at the con saying, this is fucked up. This is not right. How can you post something like that? You know, and you actually had con staffers defending this. So my staffer, Chocola, great writer. I asked her to post an article and she wrote an article about this and she understands it from her own point of view of being a plus size cosplayer. And if you think about it, if you're not the typical normal, what a cosplayer should be, you, you'd get, you understand that. Now I will say this article spread like wildfire through the thanks of a few friends I shared it with. I really appreciate them on that. Now, on there, I, I for some reason this this is hidden, but I have to figure out how to unhide it. But it should be there if you can see it. Um, one of her examples, she was basically saying that the joke this meme has to offer is that Netflix is known to push low budget, low budget looking visuals for live action anime, live action anime. Right. This is what the, this is what's being translated here. His costume is great on a very low budget. You can have great and a low-budget cosplay. It's totally fine. But instead of taking that face value, you really wrote an entire article twisting this meme into a cosplay-shaming narrative. And she's like, I feel, I seriously feel sorry for you. Me, personally, if I knew this person, I would ver I will verbally destroy her right there and not give a fuck. Because my thing is this. It's not that we're turning into a cosplay-shaming thing. What we want is the convention to realize you posted something that they that the fans that are coming to your page feel this is an insult to cosplayers own up that's all it is so and she is trying to argue that back and forth whatever now we had another long-winded thread of another person saying this is asking if this is a virtual lynch mob and and you know me because i know this person on a on a personal level for a while i just find it ironic somebody who went to school for, to be a psych major was actually giving a professional psychiatric advice and not certain did not get his ap as american association psychology association certification and all that stuff i mean it's one thing to go to your friends for advice it's another thing to give professional advice and you don't even have the paperwork saying that you're allowed to do so and he is going that this is a virtual lynch mob. It's not a virtual lynch mob. The problem is, is that whether that cosplayer or not knows that he's in that meme, other cosplayers found that fucked up and insulting. I would be pissed if that was me. Maybe this cosplayer doesn't care. But we are like, you know, that's kind of messed up. And it's on the aspect of, the convention shouldn't be sharing something like that in the first place. It's one thing to share something like that amongst 
your squad, your local circle. Yeah, that's another thing. When you share something like that on a Facebook page for a convention where you want cosplayers to come. And given the person who's running this convention, her, her name is Jennifer Perez, and I generally have a rule of not naming, name dropping unless I can back stuff up. The only reason why I'm name dropping because this is not the first time she has pulled something like this. She is known for running events in New York City and basically stealing other people's photos to promote her proj her, her events. Um, over just posting her events in Facebook groups when she's not allowed when she's not supposed to, and and having other people just like go run this, go run that. And the fact that the irony is that how can you be a con chair for something like this? And we're telling you this is a form of bullying, and you run a panels and events about, about that's anti-bullying. Where the what a charmer? Yeah, where the fuck do you get off running shit like that? And to be perfectly honest, given how this is, I try to be professional on the fan page. I don't want to run 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 info at the mouth. I'd rather do that. On my own personal page, because this is something. Because if I know if I foam at the mouth on here, you're going to get another worse idea of who I am as opposed to my private life. I just let it here. I just left it at that. If you want to see these comments, just head over to animejamfacebook.com/animejamsession. Look at the article "Cosplay Shaming Convention Edition." It's all there. And I know earlier today, Mako had some. I had a few words that she wanted to say. Do you still want to say a few of these words or you want to just move along? Um, my words were basically because some of the people commenting are, well, it's not hurting anybody if the person in the picture doesn't know. Well, fuck you too. Yeah. Not for nothing, but it's memes like that. That's the reason why my fat ass has very few pictures online and in costume. If there are photos, I'm the one taking them at her request. It is, you know, it, it goes back to fucked up troll websites um, that, you know, harassed cosplayers would take pictures of cosplayers just to make fun of them on their website. And this is part of it. You cannot expect that people will not be upset when you are genuinely using somebody else's photo as a joke. You know, it's completely different if the person whose photo it is and I'm not talking about the photographer that took it. I'm talking about the picture of the person. If that person is the one that made that, you know what? Fine. He's making fun of himself. Perfectly okay. If somebody else is using a picture of a random stranger in, you know, quote unquote, questionable taste of costume, fuck you. Mm -hmm. There is no need for shit like that you know you I want you want to make a joke you know make it at your own expense do not bring strangers into it 
do not bring cosplayers into it because, you know, this is supposed to be a community in which everybody is here to have fun. And this is really just fucked up. Juvenile bullshit. And the people that agree with it and the people that think that it's hilarious and say, you know, oh, well, you're just not getting the joke. Fuck you, too. You're getting the joke. That's why you're upset. And I don't blame you. And if you want to go in and say that, I, go right ahead. But Actually, I, I think... <coughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about something like this like years ago yeah. when we went to like New York Comic Con. I was, it was with uh, some men's magazine uh, making fun of fact. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. fa- yeah, I I remember that. It got. Let's just say that article got pulled right away. It was just yeah. The the one I referenced, right? Yup. Okay. Sorry, I, I I mute up a lot because I no, 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 don't want to not... don't want to cough into the microphone. I get that, and you know, if you want to go ahead and and just. Drop some sense on, on that person on the page, be my guest. But I have a feeling that even if you do, he's going to counter with some psychological bullshit and, you know. Yeah, he can counter with whatever the fuck he wants. He still looks like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean he, he legit basically said that since this person doesn't know about the meme and is not the one complaining... That we should basically just shut up. Then again, this person also said that I somehow spearheaded the, the cosplay phenomena in New York City during the 2000s. I'm just like, the fuck? I, 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 I can't. I fucking can't. <laughs> The audacity of that motherfucker. Really. Anywho, uh, now that we got that out the way, um, Marco, tell us about Fruits Basket. That'll make you feel a lot better. Yeah, I was very, very happy to see this. Um, but basically, the official magazine, Hana Toyome, mm-hmm. is listing on the cover of its 24th issue that there is going to be a new anime adaptation for Fruits Basket. Uh, The magazine officially ships on November 20th, and the announcement image features the text Zen Pen, which means the entire story. So that means that we are finally getting the anime that we've all wanted. Um, The series is basically about Toru, who has a tragedy in her family and ends up camping out on, you know, a plot of land Mm. from the Soma clan. She ends up, you know, living with them and finding out that they have a secret. The manga series is very cute and, you know, best couple one, but... (laughs) Um, but yeah, so anyway, the original anime that came out was 26 episodes and basically only covered about uh, a quarter of the series, if that. 
Mm. Um, it's all about the Chinese zodiacs and how people in this world have the souls, quote unquote, of the Chinese zodiacs. So in the anime series, we did not even meet all of the characters that are introduced in the manga. And some of the characters that we did not get introduced to are pretty damn pivotal to the series in general. So I'm really excited about this because it will bring this up to date. Um, I mean, you figure the original anime was released in 2001. So you figure the series came out in 1998. And this is going to introduce an entire new generation into what is the joy of Fruits Basket. So I assume you'll be picking this up. Oh, hell yes. My question is, you know, who's going to be doing the animating? Because that's where things might get iffy. Yeah, because it's a known fact that the, cre- the mangaka hated all the Liberty Studio Dean did and basically said never again. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, the original anime had pretty decent animation. But it did stray very far from the actual manga illustrations so it'll be nice to see if they take a do a modern take on it or if they actually throw back to you know the original animation style but I'm excited Mm. I've never gotten into Fruits Basket so I might check it out this time around yeah neither have I looks good It's, it's very cutesy it is extremely cutesy in parts, and, you know, it, it's kind of supernatural slice of life. You know, there are no big battles, there's mm-hmm. no big fights, it's cutesy, supernatural slice of life. But it's adorable, and I love it. And from there, we talk about another big thing that hit the internet yesterday, like a sack of bricks. <laughs> Pokemon Detective Pikachu. The trailer has been released, and I'm sorry, Pikachu is an adorable little shit with that fur. Oh, that, that's the best part. But He I, I... actually reminds me kind of, you know, in some of the scenes of how they did the facial features for the chipmunks yeah like when he's kind of got that worried sad look on his face it really looks like they just basically popped a chipmunk and put his body around it Mm -hmm. and i've seen some people sharing like some of the art it seems like one of the people working on this film started out as a pokemon fan artist doing not only pokemon yeah rj palmer um if you've seen the quote-unquote real-life Pokemon art uh, art that was out a couple of years back, I think, 2012, 2013, 
Um, those are those really kind of creepy, realistic dinosaurs and lizards and things like that. Well, it looks like something that belongs in a um in a Johnny Depp film. Yeah. Basically, the creators of the movie looked up realistic Pokemon and saw his art and called him. Mm-hmm. It's like, I was watching the trailer and saw Mr. Mime and said, that looks really, really familiar. And then I saw this article and went, holy shit, that's why it looks familiar. And what's and and I think one of the best parts people were flipping out was the fact that Ryan Reynolds is voicing Pikachu. Pikapool. I mean, I yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing I immediately thought of was that when they make a Deadpool three, Deadpool is going to make fun of this. If there is a Deadpool three, they have we don't know. But um, I I just part of me is like the voice doesn't fit, but yet it works. It works. The thing is. I know a lot of people really wanted Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you've four, actually four played the game, mm-hmm. yeah, if you've actually played the game, they did voice match for Danny DeVito. It's very, very difficult playing this game because, you know, as weird as it is to have Ryan Reynolds' voice come out of a Pikachu. It's fucking insane to have Danny DeVito's voice come out of a Pikachu. Yep. You want to hear Pikachu go, I'm the trash man. I eat garbage. <laughs> I mean, it's just the voice matching for the game was pretty damn good. And it's very difficult to actually play the game with the sound on because it's just so fucking weird. And if we go to <laughs> if we go to our chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com, Dr. Tsui says, I don't know. They are doing a holiday release of Deadpool that's gonna be PG thirteen for kids, and we're all going. So, I can't wait. So I don't see how there won't be a DP three eventually. Uh well, there was talk depending on how I don't know, he might we'll see. And yes, there's already a redubbed trailer that I shared on my personal Facebook. Yeah. But um I mean, at, at the way things are going, pers- personally, I, I, I would have liked if they had done things slightly different and just called it Pikachu P.I. No, actually, yeah, everybody you. wants it P.I. Sorry about that. P-I-Chu. Yeah, everybody wants it P.I. <laughs> I'm okay with that, too. Maybe they're testing the waters for a live-action main series Pokemon movie. Who knows? Maybe, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> somebody needs to come around and put in the Magnum P.I. theme. I mean, can't you just imagine Pikachu driving around in a Corvette and his right-hand man is Ash? <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> I think the reason why this works is because the game itself is so different than the normal series games that's right you have the game don't you yes i do have you finished it yet or no because it's very difficult getting through with his damn voice (laughs) i'm literally not even an hour into it because i keep having to mute it because of this damn voice wait hold hold it danny devito actually voiced pikachu in the game 
No, somebody they, they voice, voice matched match. him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll get ready. They to... got a voice match Damn. for Danny DeVito, and it is weird as fuck. Like, I'm at the point that I want to switch audio to Japanese. <laughs> because it's just, it's weird as fuck. Mm. And I was one of the people that really, really wanted Danny DeVito to be Pikachu, because I thought that would be hilarious. I think... No, no it's no, no, weird no, no. as fuck. No. Early Danny DeVito would be great. Like during this, the 80s and the 90s, that Danny DeVito would have been perfect. Yeah, still weird as fuck. And just so you know, the movie comes out May 10th, 2019. I expect to see a lot of cosplays from that. Oh, yeah. Also, um, I imagine Ash being the one driving the Corvette with uh, Brock as his as his. Uh, Partner with a whole Captain Riggs, Captain Murtaugh kind of a vibe going to him. Catch him, P.I.? Huh. Mm, all right. Okay. I'm okay with that. <coughs> oh, God, pardon me. Careful. Um, shall we move on, then? Absolutely, dude. So, a... Uh... A Dragon Ball Z dub composer called Nathan Jones Johnson got a seat in the Texas Senate. That I thought that was fucking amazing. Uh, Johnson's name may be familiar to anime fans because he, uh, particularly those tuned into Dragon Ball Z during the tsunami era, because outside of his pro bono legal work for human rights and issues up in North Texas, he composed several Funimation's dub music tracks for the hit anime series. According to an interview with the, with the tale of Dragon Ball, Derek Padula, Texas' new center came about his career as an anime composer almost purely by accident. <clears throat> While hunting, down, hunting for legal office space, he ended up on a phone call with Funimation co-founder Robert Kosenauger. Uh, Johnson told Kosenauger on the phone that he would use the space for a law office, might throw an electric keyboard in there and make some musical noise. The comment was enough to get Kosanagar interested in Johnson's past musical composition work and began and after browsing Johnson's quote awful website. Mm-hmm. He was he went to former Funimation producer Barry Watson and re- recommended Johnson. Uh, he worked for Funimation in-house prior to the company's purchase by Navarre in 2005, and they later sold it to Yen Fukunaga in 2001 before declaring bankruptcy later. During Johnson's time of Funimation, he composed music for Dragon Ball Z films and episodes 1 through 67 as part of Funimation's Ultimate Uncut Special Edition redub. See, that's how you do it. And the fact that he has it on his website, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Along here, let's see what else is on the G list. Ah, so Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> this was funny. I had to add it. Well, you know, so, sometimes sometimes you gotta. Readers find. Super Mario Brothers 3 book filled with grabbing pussy poetry. What the fuck? That's all I gotta say is what the fuck? 
so uh wait what i just got a notification from amazon saying that my my other package was delivered i'm just like the hell you say sir to register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase COIL. Anywho, gamers hoping to read up on the history of Nintendo's third installment of Super Mario Brothers might want to flip through the book first to make sure it's not a misprint. The book by Alice Noor has the right cover, but the inside contents are a copy of a poetry collection called Grabbing Pussy by Karen Finley. One is a book about the history of beloved Nintendo Entertainment System game, while the other one is about the psychosexual obsessions that have burst out of the surface of today's American politics. And I see in the pictures here something about Anthony Weiner. Lovely. <laughs> God. Anywho, this major literary malfunction surprised at least two Nintendo fans that ordered the book. The publisher, Boss Fight Books, elaborated that the issue was tracked back to the printer. Both books were mirror images to one another from a technical standpoint, saying paper type, number of pages, and similar specifications. The two books ended up in line next to each other on the production line, which caused some copies of Finley's book to end up with Noor's cover. These mixed-up versions were then shipped out via Amazon. Lovely. If you want a copy of Nora's book without the poems about Anthony Weiner's Weiner, the publisher recommends ordering directly from them for now. If you ask me, I think you should order it anyway, because if it's a misprint, it might go, it might be worth a couple bucks. Just saying. Instead of grabbing the pussy, you're grabbing the raccoon tail. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> okay, alright, 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 okay. Last good, last good story. Last good story of wholesome news. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna need this. So yeah, um, Mina Ogawa is probably the most fanatical Sailor Moon fan. She has, with merchandise, about two hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars worth of Sailor Moon stuff. Christ. I, yeah. I, I, I should share, That's a little much. I should share this and tag a couple of my friends like, yeah, y'all need to step y'all game up. Yeah. So she's a former child actress, um, which obviously allows her to be able to spend some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But along the way, she's, you know, become kind of uh, not obsessed, but a huge fan of the voice actress for Sailor Neptune, uh, Masako Katsuki. This is from Crystal or original? I believe original. Okay. 
So for her latest birthday, Ogawa wanted to give her a card, but not just from her. So she did an artistic collaboration between herself and other Sailor Moon fans that she's connected with through her blog and social media. Um, basically, everybody did some sort of art with a message. They sent it to Ogawa. And she then collaborated, collected, and put together... An entire book to present to Katsuki. Wow. 140 people total wrote messages and or drew fan art. And, yeah. So, it's... There's a lot of nice fan art here. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a bunch of fan art and some photos. And it's just, it's a really, really nice gesture that somebody did not have to do. But, you know, it really does go to show your appreciation to, you know, somebody that you look up to. But, you know, they uh, are saying that she's looking to possibly do another card next year with some of her English fans as well. I, I that will be freaking awesome. I mean, this really is a, a gorgeous gesture, um, you know. Sailor Neptune, just as a character, was very, you know, open and allowed a lot of girls to be what they wanted to be. She was sassy. She was, you know, out there and didn't take anybody's shit. But it showed that, you know, you didn't have to be a tomboy to do that. And she played a mean uh, violin. Mm-hmm. So this is actually really, really cool. And, you know, just going through, I really wish that I could actually see what some of the messages are, but the art is gorgeous. Barely. Uh, now, we got that all out of the way. Here's the part of the show that we all know y'all, y'all, y'all look forward to anyway. So, strange news from Japan. Can I take the second one? I'll take the last one. Oh, good. Hold on one second. Gotta go, gotta go. Sorry, no, I'm coughing, and now I have to do the first one. Mm. Okie dokie. So, you know that Japan is... Uh, very product oriented um, freebie oriented uh, very outlandish so a company that does uh, pharmaceuticals Mm. 
specifically um, an enema manufacturer, decided that they were going to have a contest for unusual prizes. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Um, So, in 2013, they held a contest which 100 lucky entrants would be sent 2 kilograms, which is, you know, almost 4.5 pounds, of elephant poop. Ew. The following year, they offered 30 packs of Kopi Luwak, um, often touted as the most expensive coffee in the world, because it's been pooped out of, you know, animals. In 2015, 50 people could win a special soap made from the poop of a Japanese Japanese bush warbler known for its promotion of healthy skin. So this year, the prize, while not containing any poop, 30 scarves are being made that will feature the intestinal pattern of your insides. So 30 lucky people will be able to win a large intestine scarf. Well, at least it's less, you know, drawn to look like an, a, a large intestine instead of actually being a large intestine. From a distance, I thought it was—I thought it was bacon from a distance. <laughs> oh God, damn it! But I think we talked about pooped coffee on an episode prior. I could have sworn we did, or it's something that I came across on Facebook and shared. Yeah, basically, it's the most expensive coffee because the beans are eaten. By it's, I, I don't know if it's a marsupial or I know it's kind of, I don't know. Anyway, so the beans are eaten. The fruit that is around the bean is digested, but the seed is not. And that is pooped out. But while it is in the digestion tract and being, you know, going through the system... It's supposedly, you know, ages it or whatever the hell it does. Yeah, it's it's eaten by a monkey. Yeah. And it's also a variant by cats. Yeah. Either way, um, you guys can have that coffee. No, thank you. One article I read for seven bucks a cup. Yeah, that shit, man, keep me wired all fucking day. Uh, it's not the caffeine; it's the taste. I know. I'm. I'm just saying. So it ain't gonna keep you wired all day. And you taste like shit. Probably. And actually, you can get that 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 coffee on Amazon for four hundred bucks a package. Yeah, no, thank you. Hmm. No, no, wait, wait, you're right. It's a marsupial. It's it's called the Kopi Luwak. It's, 
It's a cat-like animal called a civet. Yeah. Love Larry. All right, are we ready to go on to the next one? Mm-hmm. <coughs> a passenger demands to have a window mid-flight in the cabinet. The attendant gives him exactly what he asked for. Whether it's drunk passengers pissing on someone or an in-flight moaning competition, the oddest things seem to occur on airplanes. When Japanese Twitter user Ku underscore TMS underscore Suke did not encounter quite something quite so wild on his flight, one recent incident he did experience did come rather close. When the cabin attendant came around and asked if he wanted something to drink, the man beside him blurted out, give me a window. The passenger presumably chose the window seat, but rather than being greeted with a stunning view of the pristine white clouds outside, there was only a blank cabin wall where the window should be. The flight attendant quickly returned with a piece of paper and properly taped it to the wall. Uh, it was a hastily drawn picture of an airplane window. It's not known that the man appreciated the blue clouds and triangle ocean feature in a drawing, but people in Japan certainly did. Uh, well, just like, it's really clever, great thing about the attendant. From the way he's sleeping, I'd say the dude was satisfied. How lucky he must be gifted the, with such unique scenery, and what a compassionate world we live in. Fairly certain bunch of these comments are sarcastic. So, hey, he got exactly what he asked for. Kind of reminds me of a Gabriel Iglesias joke. Mm. All right, one more, one left, Rama. All right. Newest cup noodle, almost real sea urchin. Wow. So, later this month, Nissan Foods, as we all know, the crate who put out Cup of Noodle, they are putting out their ever pop, their most luxurious thick sea urchin cream cup noodle. Now, remember, sea urchin is a delicacy in Japan, a very pricey one. So it's not something you expect to find in ramen. But. Nissan has a line of luxury cup noodles, which is a little bit more pricey and more fancy. They have a shark fin and soft shell turtle flavors. Wow. What's interesting is that they're using not, they're they're not they're using not 100% real sea urchin, but a unique ingredient they're calling almost real sea urchin called hobo uni. It contains 6.9% real sea urchin. But the actual contents are not clear. So you might think of it as like mystery meat. Hmm. While Nissan claims almost sea urchin has been made to carefully recreate the taste of sea urchin so that each mouthful brings you plenty of the rich flavor and aroma that the ingredient is known for. The broth they created for the item is a white cream-based broth to which you add a special sea urchin and butter-flavored paste as a finishing touch. That's nice. And since sea urchin with pasta and a creamy sauce is a popular dish in Japan, the combination of the cream broth and almost real sea urchin flavor should be a good match. The cup noodle rich luxuriously thick sea urchin cream will go on sale across Japan starting November 19th at 
price of 230 yen, which is about two bucks. If you want to enjoy the taste of it without actually paying for the actual stuff, this might be a good way to do so. And if you have friends in Japan, maybe they'll do you a solid. Speaking of which, how did that shrimp uh, cup of noodle turn out that you tried? It was so-so. Um, the one thing about instant pack things, when they say three minutes, even in the Japanese packaging, it's never three minutes. Oh, yeah. I think the next one, I'm just going to let it go until it really absorbs it. The noodles were kind of mushy, but the broth itself was not bad. I'm actually looking forward to taking the actual ramen. I actually have actual ramen noodles in the package. I'm actually thinking about, in the next couple of weeks, making my Instant Pot ramen broth and adding those noodles to see how it comes out. Because me, cool. per personally, the Shin Ramyuan Korean noodles, to me, taste as close as the authentic without buying the actual authentic noodles. Mm. Yeah. Anyhow. Who? We're going to go ahead, take our last break, and then wrap up the show. Sound, All right. Sound good? Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so um, we'll be back.
And that's it for tonight's show. Ari had to bounce off a little early because he's got to get up early for work and prep for um, AAC. And I don't know if you've mentioned at the top of the show, we, me and Ari will be at AAC this year. So we're looking forward to hanging out and having a good time. We might actually have that hot chocolate social. So, yeah. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we're telling you what we like and don't like, we're being straight up about it. So that's it. Um, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where you can see um, one of our featured stories about uh, about cosplay shaming by that by the Poochie Con. Definitely check that out. Um, we want to know your opinions about that too. So, yeah. Uh, don't forget, you can also find on our site links to our YouTube videos, our cosplay photos, our podcasts, anime reviews, cosplay reviews, editorials, all this other cool stuff. You can find it all that and more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can also find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Uh, definitely check them out that way. So if you have a mobile phone, you can go there through their app and download our podcast and definitely enjoy it. And if you can, give us a give us a review. We want to know what you think of the show. And don't forget to follow us on our other social media sites such as YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Anime Jam Session. And I just want to say to everybody that follows us on social media, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. We could not do this show without you. And don't forget... We're back here on the Vogue Network twice a week, live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Encore Presentations Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. And instead of going around the room for last words, I'm just going to flip the brick over to Mako-chan. So last words, Mako. Um, I'm fucking tired, but I'm also looking at edible cookie dough recipes, and I probably shouldn't. Uh, my last word is I'm going to go check and see if my other package arrives. Supposedly, uh, USPS dropped off my gloves. So I'm going to go check for that. And then play some more World of Final Fantasy or something like that and edit the show. That is it. End of list. We'll be back next week where we will be talking about AAC. We're going to have a grand old time. And Ari sent his regards. So, I'm Ranma. And I am Makachan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Feeling a little chill tonight? I'm tired. Gotcha. Goodnight, y'all. been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com 
and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!